That was the sound of thousands of Newcastle fans packed out Newcastle away end at Old Trafford, taking the piss out of Manchester United, out of Eric Ten Hag, out of the current state of the club. And can you blame them? I mean, look at that Newcastle team. And they go there and win 3-0. I don't think they had a centre-back on the pitch or a centre-forward. The main critical difference between those two teams last night is that even if a player is a fringe player at Newcastle, they can come into the team and do a job because there is a system in place. They know how they fit into the team. You look at some of the players that play for Man United. Look at Anthony. He's like, he, he himself seems to be like, well, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I supposed to be just individualistic, take it down the line, try and get it into the box? It just doesn't feel like there's a plan. And uh, two 3-0 defeats in a row for Manchester United, um, both at home. Pretty shameful, to be honest. Um, Ten Hag is under serious pressure now, and they play Fulham. It is the lunchtime kickoff. Um, Fulham have not been amazing. They've not captured the form of last season as of yet. They've done okay, but I just think they, they really do miss uh, Mitrovic up top. I don't think they've um, replaced him at all yet, so it'll be interesting to see if they can go in for somebody in January. Someone like Almiron coming into the team, Came on really early, didn't he? But he, he's just an effective player. Matt Ritchie, he he knows what qualities to use. He is not going to start for Newcastle when everybody's fit. Absolutely no way. But these players that play, they're using their best traits on the pitch. Like, okay, Matt, you have got a good cross on you. You're able to get a yard, whip it in. You're pretty fast and strong. You like to dribble. Let's just use that to its absolute maximum. And I think you see it with players like Joel Linton. Eddie Howe comes in and he's like, mm, okay, well, you're pretty strong. You, you, you can pass, but your tackling and, and, and your aggression is amazing. We can really use that in midfield. Um, and for Man United, you don't really see that flexibility. They try it. I mean, Lindelof left back, it, it's never going to work. Keep trying it, Ten Hag. Um, Amrabat played at left back. And you you kind of feel like if if Newcastle do that, whether it's like Dan Byrne left, uh, playing at left back, he's made that position his own now. You feel like there's a plan there. You know that it's part of a, a larger system. But for Man United, you don't really get a sense of that. Um, I do worry for Ten Hag. I don't think he'll be given that much time if it continues to go like this. And there has to be some blame placed on the manager. You know, when you get a result like that, if you look at the game on paper last night, and I know football is not played on paper, but that's why this has to come back to the manager. Where's the confidence? Where's the, 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 the style? Where is a consistent method of creating chances? And last night is a good game to actually point the finger at Ten Hag. I know there's overriding issues at the club at Man United that go all the way to the top, but that Newcastle team was not as good as the Man United team on paper, you could argue, right? No centre-forward, no centre-back. Second string for Newcastle away at Manchester United. I think Newcastle themselves would have been surprised just how easily they they won the game. Man United had more of the ball, but there's just no threat. There's no danger. And Rashford was on the bench. Bruno Fernandes was on the bench. I don't think it would have mattered. I've watched Man United most weeks this season. Rashford, he's not a scary player. I think a lot of defenders have figured him out. They know what he's going to do. People say, oh, he's, he's, he's not on fire. He was on fire last season. I don't think he was. I think he has he has these purple patches. And then he comes back down to his 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 level, his average, um, which I think is, is a, is a, he's a defendable winger. Um, Carl Walker said before the derby, he said uh, Rashford's up there with the best wingers he's faced. I think he was just putting a little bit more pressure on in mind games. There's no way... Um, Rashford sort of 
top five wingers in the last 10 years. I mean, he just isn't. Sorry, Man United fans. Based on some of the comments this season, I think a lot of uh, Man United fans are coming round to the idea that he is just an okay player. He's going to get you goals. He's going to get you assists. But he's not taken that next step to become an absolute elite winger. He's nowhere near Vinicius Junius, for example. That other side of the game, look at Grealish's difference from Villa to City. That is what Rashford needs. He needs that kind of coaching. He needs to know when to pass, when to run, when to hold the ball, when to realise his, his, his team is out of position and regain possession and just keep it and wait for the, the system to be reset. And again, that comes down to the manager. If you look at City, every single one of those players is always thinking about that. And that's what Grealish didn't get at first, but now he gets it. And he is incredible. Bernardo Silva gets it. Foden gets it. They all get it. Rodri is the conductor in the middle of that system. And for Manchester United last night, there was no conductor. It's not Mason Mount. It's not Casemiro. It's nobody. There is nobody leading this team. Bruno Fernandes spends more time moaning at the referee. Um, he's infuriating to watch because he's obviously got the quality. He's got, you know, De Bruyne level uh, numbers in terms of assists and goals. He is an output machine, but he lets himself get distracted in games by the smallest of things. And it doesn't matter if they're playing City or they're playing bloody Wickham away in the FA Cup. He, it's just what he, he is. He's just so aggressive in terms of his attitude towards referees. And he just lets a little decision get under his skin really easily. And if he, if he can master that and become a leader, because at the minute, you know, people blame Anthony for what he did when he came on, um, you know, came on late in the derby, hacked away at Doku, should have been a red in my opinion, and then he's flapping away um, Doku's hands. But he's just following the lead of his inspirational captain, Bruno Fernandes, right? Bruno had been doing that for the last 20 minutes in that game before Anthony had come on. And before that, he'd been moaning at the ref for 60, 70 minutes. It's what he does, unfortunately. And if you are captain, you are leader, you're going to have some professionals that are like, he shouldn't be captain within the own team. And that creates a bit of a divide. And then you're going to have some of the younger players that think, okay, this guy's the captain. Let's follow his lead, even if it is subconscious. So that was a, a bit of a ramble about Manchester United. And where do I think they will finish this season? I don't, I, you can look back at the top four predictions on YouTube, actually. I didn't have them in the top four. I don't think many people did because these results that they get, when they scab these results, whether it's against Brentford or Palace or whoever, they're just papering over cracks. Every single result, it's um, a bit of luck. I remember when Forrest went to Old Trafford earlier in the season, they were 2-0 up in four minutes. And uh, Man United needed a, a red card for Forrest, a penalty. And it just wasn't convincing. And I don't remember a result for Manchester United this year, whether it's been in Europe or in, um, in the Premier League, where they've looked convincing. And I think that, can only take you so far um, because teams will find you out. You've not got anything to go off, right? Even if you lose and you put in a good performance, you have something to build on. But when they're getting results and they're not playing well, it doesn't breed confidence. So I think it will get worse before it gets better at Manchester United. And that's hard to say, given that they've just lost two games 3-0. Um, Fulham this weekend is going to be another tough game. And any any team that plays Man United now, they're going to want to get out of that get at them they're going to want to really test them because that defense they've, they've been unlucky with injuries we have to say that um because it's true luke shaw i think a long-term left back is should be on the short list for eric ten Hag and um take these decisions away from eric ten Hag because malassia was supposed to come in as somebody that could replace shaw 
he's not up to it, obviously, um, not yet at least. But Ten Hag has this Eredivisie bias where he thinks these players are up to it or, or he thinks these players are of a certain value. Anthony, 80 million from Eredivisie, he's just absolutely not worth that, is he? Maybe again, he will come good in the future, but right now... 80 million should get you a ready-made Premier League player that is going to guarantee at least, what, 15 goals per season? 80 million pounds? Those days are long gone, aren't they? If you look at Mudrick, players like that that have also travelled for certain money. Pepe, 72 million for Arsenal. That's got to be one of the worst Premier League transfers of all time. I'm going to go with a draw in this Fulham game. I think Fulham will come and, uh, and defend well. And if they can... Limit the mistakes. I've had a few individual errors uh, for them this season. I think if they can cut out the mistakes and just play a really solid game against Man United, then they'll trouble them. Um, they've obviously not got Mitrovic, which is a big loss. Um, but Man United are in tatters at the minute. And uh, I think it will get worse before it gets better for Eric Ten Hag. I don't think they'll finish in the top four either. I don't think that's um, a surprising thing to say. I, I said it on my top four predictions at the start of the season on YouTube that I didn't think they'd be anywhere near, to be honest. Um, it's just papering over the cracks, as I said before. Let me know what you think about Man United. How are they going to progress this season? What do they need to change? Is it a formation thing? Is it a player thing? Is it just the Glazers? Is it just as easy as saying the Glazers need to go? They need to go. That's it. Get them out and then everything changes. I don't really agree with that. I think there's more to it. And I think at some point you've got to point the finger at Eric Ten Hag, especially for performances like that last night where that Newcastle team there, I know Newcastle are very, very well set up, but they were there for the taking, given the players that were out on the field for Newcastle. And it's an embarrassing result for Man United.